Shalom to all! Today we're going to be learning Mishnah's Brachos, Perak Ches, Mishnah Aleph, and Mishnah Beis. And today's Mishnah's are being learned by Ilu Nishmas, Maris Miriam, Sarah, Basar, Yaakov, Misha, Herna, Shom, Shadav, and Aliyah, and Bishchus, Rachel, Bastavar, Gittel, and Daniel, Eliezer, Ben Sapir, Rachel. They should be gebenched with Zerush al Kayama, Bakar of Mamish. Elu Dvarm, Shembein, Beis Shamai, Ubeis Hil, Besuda. The following things that we're going to be learning in this Perak are actually the subject of Machlaikas between Beis Shamai and Beis Hil, what to do at a Suda. You're sitting down in a Suda, you're about to eat. Beis Shamai, Beis Hil will tell you there's a number of things that you should do. Beis Shamai says, do it like us. Beis Hillel says, do it like us. The first thing they argue about, Beis Shammai Ayur and Beis says, First make a bracha on the day, then make a bracha on the wine. Beis Hillel no, it's the opposite. First make a bracha on the wine, then make a bracha on the day. So what does that mean, make a bracha on the day and the wine? So we know that when we sit down to say Kiddush, Friday night, so we're going to make two brachas. First we're going to say Bari Priyagafin on the wine, and then we're going to make the bracha of Mekadesh HaShabbos on Shabbos. We know that that bracha starts out by saying so on and so forth and we end off so when the Mishnah says that means the bracha of and the bracha on wine is so Beishamai says we're first going to make the bracha on the day and then we're going to make the bracha on wine first make then say why is that? because Beishamai tells us you wouldn't be sitting down to make Kiddush if it wasn't Shabbos so first you make the bracha on on Shabbos, first you say Mekadosh Shabbos, and then you make a bracha on the wine. Or as Beis Hill says, you're right, I would not be making Kiddush if it wasn't Shabbos, but I also wouldn't be making Kiddush if I didn't have wine. If I had no wine, I wouldn't be making Kiddush, even though it's Shabbos. So therefore, we're first going to make a bracha on the wine, and then we're going to make a bracha on Shabbos, we're going to say Mekadosh Shabbos. And now moving on to Mishnah Beis, which is going to be discussing halachas of Tumah, which are quite lengthy and complicated. We are not going to be talking about all the halachas of Tumah right now, but we are going to have quite the lengthy introduction, so pay attention. And I would suggest to do your best to pay your very best attention so you can really understand this Mishnah. So Toma is like a totem pole. The higher on the totem pole, the more potent, the more strong that Toma is. So the way that it works when one thing is being Matame something else, that which is becoming Tame right now is actually going to become Tame a lower level of Toma than the thing that touched it. So for example, we have Ava Toma, which is a really strict type of Toma. If that touches something, that thing that was touched becomes a Rishine, which is a lower level. Let's say that Rishine Latoma touches something else, then the thing that was touched is going to become a Shani Latoma, which is even lower than that. And it's important to know that a Shani Latoma cannot be Matame regular food. If you have something that's a Shani Latoma and it touches your sandwich, it cannot be Matame your sandwich and you're good to go to eat your sandwich. The only thing that a Shani Latoma could be Matame is Truma and Kudshim. And anyway, you're probably not eating Truma or Kudshim, so you don't have to worry about that. Now, here's a number of very interesting halachas when it comes to liquid, such as water or wine or one of the halachic liquids liquids, which we're not going to talk about right now. So Chazal tell us about liquid. As we said, let's say water or wine, that if liquid touches a reshine, does it become a shani? No, it does not become a shani. It actually remains a reshine, and now that liquid, which is a reshine, can actually touch food and be matame it, making it a shani. You ready for something else about liquid? This liquid, even if it touches a shani latoma, it gets bumped up to becoming a reshine, and once again, could be matame food, making it a shani. So liquid has this really interesting din, Midrabanan, Chazal give liquid this real power. Now here's something else which is really important about liquid also that we're going to need for this Mishnah. Our liquid that we said, we have our water or our wine, and it's a reshine, it could actually be matame kalim. For example, a cup. It could be matame or a cup. Now the reason why that's really unique is because midar raisa, the only thing that can be matame a kli, is an avatoma. But midar abanon, a liquid, which we said is a reshine, can actually matame a kli. However, it is important to note they could only matame the outside of the kli and not the inside of the kli unless it 
actually went inside the kli. But if it only touched the outside of the kli, the outside of the cup, so then it could only metame the outside of the cup. Now hold on tight, we have a little bit more before we start the Mishnah. Chazal were also masakein that a person's hands automatically have the status of a sheni latoma. And actually, when we wash our hands for bread, we're washing off that status of sheni latoma. And the reason why we wash our hands for bread is because the Chachamim were afraid that a kaihen would eat truma bread without washing. Now his tame sheni hands would be matame the truma, and that's a problem. So in order to prevent that, Chazal said that everyone, even non-kaihanim, should wash their hands just to get everyone in the habit of washing before bread. So if you're still with me, which I really hope Hope you are, we're going to be moving on to the Mishnah. Mishnah Bey says, Beishamai, I mean, Beishamai tells us, first the person should wash their hands for bread, and then they pour him the cup of wine. Meaning, he goes to the sink, he washes, he says, he sits down, he pours himself a cup of wine, makes Kiddush, then makes Hamaitzi. Actually, that's what the Yekis do by a Suda. And Beishil, I mean, Beishil says, no, it's the other way around, it's actually the way we do it. Sit down, pour yourself a cup of wine, make Kiddush, and afterwards you're going to wash your hands. Now, Basil says we actually do it the other way around, which is the way we do it. We means someone who's not a yaki. First, we're going to pour the cup of wine and make kiddush. Then we're going to wash our hands and make hamaytzi on the bread. So now you're going to have to put your focusing cap on once more to try to understand what exactly machlek is Basham Basil. And it shouldn't be too hard to understand because we just had a really cool introduction beforehand. Basham holds that since this person's hands are a as we said, a person's hands are always a shani. If he does not wash before Kiddush, then his hands might touch some of the wine that dripped on the outside of his Kiddush cup. And now what happens if his shani hands touches liquid, touches wine? That wine becomes a reshine. And where's that wine which is a reshine? It's on the outside of the Kiddush cup, which means that that reshine wine makes the outside of the Kiddush cup a shani. So what's the problem? Because Beishamai holds, one is not allowed to use a cup that's a shani. And we're not going to get into that now. But Beishamai holds that since a person is not allowed to use a cup that's a shani, therefore he says, just wash your hands before Kiddush, and now you're not going to have any issues of touching wine that's on the outside of your Kiddush cup, and then your hands making that wine tame, and then the wine making the outside of your Kiddush cup tame, and then you're not going to have any issues. So what about Beis Hill? So first of all, Beis Hill says that it's not a problem to drink from a cup that's a shani, and therefore you don't have to be bothered by any of that, even if your hands are tame, so no big deal. So your hands that are tame touch liquid that was on the outside of the cup, and that was matame your cup, and there's no problem from drinking from a tummy cup. So you're going to ask, if so, if Bas Hill doesn't mind you drinking from a shani cup, so why does he tell you that you have to dafka wash after Kiddush, don't wash before Kiddush? Why can't he at least agree to Beishamai? No big deal, wash before Kiddush. Who cares if your cup becomes Tameh? So Bas Hill is concerned with something completely different. Bas Hill is afraid that if this person washes first, he might not dry his hands properly. They're still going to have some water on them. And then when he touches his cup, as we said, according to Bas Hill, is allowed to be Tameh. What's going to happen when the liquid on his hands, the water on his hands touches his tame shani cup so the liquid on his hands, that's right they become a reshine, and now the water that's on his hands, which is a reshine is touching his hands, and that means that his hands are a shani, so that defeats the whole purpose of him washing the whole purpose of him washing was to wash off the shani status of tama and now, he's gonna once again have hands that are a shani, and he's gonna want to sit down and make hamaytzi right away that's the whole reason why he washed before Kiddush, because he didn't want to have to be bothered 
bothered to wash after Kiddush. And now we're going to have this issue, says Beis Hillel, that his hands are going to become tame and he might end up eating that bread without washing them. So therefore, Beis Hillel says, you know what? Sit down, make Kiddush. It doesn't make a difference if the Kiddush cup is tame. He's not bothered by the same thing Beis is bothered by. And after he finishes making Kiddush, then he should go to the sink, wash, and then sit down for Hamaitzi. We're going to stop here for the day. Pick up tomorrow with Mishnah Gimel and Dalid. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.